Welcome to another episode of Sports and Stuff. I'm your host, Andy Rossisi. I have a special guest um, on today's show. Uh, we got Steve Barry back in the house. Steve, thanks for coming again. Happy to be back with you. Man, after the last episode uh, that you were in here, the Halloween candy, um, how's your life changed? It's got to be pretty uh, people hitting you up all the time. and The calls I'm getting, you can't believe. L.A., New York, just <laughs> a ton of calls. But I'm I'm sticking to my roots. I'm staying here with you. There's not enough money it, that can yeah. be waved at me to make me jump ship. I figured, you know, just uh, it was a big hit having you last time, so I had to get you back on the show. Uh, the other day, you and I went to John's Bar, and I thought we would uh, do kind of a combo review. I'll give my review, and we'll see what you think. Well, why don't you go first? You're the guest. What'd you think of it? Steak was good. Steak on a stick, highly recommend. Steak on a stick. Um, onion rings were solid. You know, the fact that you got to request cheese for the salad, it's a little disappointing. It's, that is very disappointing. Overall, really solid place. Um, I think you'll find that in the words of Craig Eoff, there's so much about that menu that you can explore. Yeah, you know, so if you had to give it a grade, because you know how I am, I go with the ABC. D scale. What, what did you give it? I'll give it an A minus. Wow. Okay. So really high grade. You know, we got the same exact thing and I got the steak on a stick, onion rings and the side salad. Couldn't agree with you more on the cheese take. Um, to try and give a salad without cheese is pretty ridiculous. Should be illegal. It should be. And they, I think they did one tomato, one cucumber. I don't even need any of that stuff, but you always got to have cheese. Uh, I understand having to request bacon, but like the cheese should be automatic. Now their white French dressing is awesome. I know you got ranch. Um, I tried it, you know, cause I felt like I had to, it's solid, solid ranch, but that white French, you can't beat that. Overall, I give it an A minus as well. The only reason, and I love that place. I do too. The only reason I didn't go higher than an A minus is I feel like you don't get a lot of steak on steak on the stick. Now it's it's fillet meat, so I'm, I'm I understand why, but I'll be honest, I, I left there and I was still a little hungry. <laughs> and I would say the normal person would probably be full, but the onion rings were fantastic. They actually they give you a decent amount of those, but I feel like what did we get? Five cubes, six I think cubes it came out to be yeah four or five. But you know, really good, and, and everything I've ever had there has been really good. So A minus would have been an A A plus, but I just because of the lack of food. I had to go with, you know, a minus. Now, I think it was 21 bucks, so not terrible, terribly Especially in priced. today's world. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, get out there, you guys, and try that place. So, one thing I haven't talked a lot about on the show yet, or at all, is the Michigan sign-stealing stuff. Now, I know, before I get into my quick take, I'd like your opinion on this, because we haven't talked about it on the show. It's a pretty big deal, obviously, you and I being big Buckeye fans. Um, it affects us pretty, pretty real coming up here in a couple of weeks. So what's your thoughts on it? It's a strange thing, right? You see, it seems like everybody has some sort of inside info, but none of it is reliable. Everybody you talk to that's a fan, either they didn't cheat and they're being screwed or they cheated for sure. And, you know, my opinion is it certainly seems like they did something wrong. And I think 
when you start telling us things that are easily proven to be false, <laughs> I think they said that Harbaugh didn't even know who this guy was or Harbaugh didn't, didn't, wasn't involved, didn't know what was going on. They got pictures of this guy on the sideline. He's standing two inches over Harbaugh's right shoulder. I mean, I don't think – I couldn't go to a Michigan game and stand two inches from the head coach without somebody saying, who, who's that guy? I'm, I'm going to say if you go next to a high school coach – And they don't know who you are. You're, you're going to be yelled at. You're going to be taken away. Yeah. There's going to be questions being asked. I yeah. completely agree. So the idea that they didn't know who this guy was or that he wasn't directly involved with Harbaugh or, you know, oh, it's just some random dude that – I don't think any of that's true. I think it comes across – and I'm not saying this because I'm a diehard Buckeyes fan. I would say this no matter who I rooted for. If I didn't have a favorite college football team, they come across like a 10-year-old where now they're starting to point fingers at every – well, Michigan State was doing this. and Ohio. It certainly appears you cheated. Yes. It certainly appears you did something you weren't sp- supposed to do. You have really respected guys like Bob Stoops coming out saying he's never heard of something like this. And if what they did is what everybody's saying they did, it's extremely serious. I think they cheated. I think you've seen Jim Harbaugh coach his last game. I think he's done at Michigan. And I don't think that he'll be back on the sideline again. Now, do you think the punishment that's been given out thus far, the three games still allowed to uh, be at practices? And, you know, I assume if they went out, I, I guess at this point he's allowed back for the possible Big Ten title game. Uh, is this is the punishment fit the crime, or what do you think? I feel like it's hard because nobody's telling you exactly what they've got. The Big Ten levies this punishment, but they they are giving you no info on what they know, and then you have people saying it doesn't matter what the Big Ten does because the NCAA is going to drop the hammer at some point, and it won't make a difference what the Big Ten does. I don't know what the right punishment at this point is. I would think that you'd if they suspended him for three games, I don't think they'd do that for nothing. I mean, right, yeah. They ran sure. Trestle out of Ohio over some tattoos. I think this is pretty serious. But it's hard to say what you or I would do or what they should do because you don't. I don't really know what info they have and what they don't have. You hear a bunch of stuff. You, can't, you don't know if it's true or not. So. So, what's your, so since you say that you definitely think they cheated, are you okay with – um, just say this guy was on their sidelines wearing Michigan stuff and he was able to steal the signs within the game and, and they weren't doing the stuff behind the scenes. Are you okay with that? If it's, if somebody goes, okay, Hey, I think I stole their signs. Like in baseball, if you steal a coach's signs and you know, the bunts on, is that okay? Are you good with that? Is that different? Yeah, I think that's a hundred percent different. I think it's part of the game. And if you're, to me, you know, we, we both coach high school baseball. If I'm stupid enough to look over there and think that they might have an idea of what my signs are or what I've got going on and I don't do anything about it, that's just on – that's bad coaching on my part. Yeah. You know, I, and I get football is much different than baseball. That, that high college level of athletics is much different than coaching high school sports or high school baseball, but – I find it very hard to believe that you could look over there, think that they have picked up a sign and have some sort of knowledge of what you're going to call, and there's nothing you do about it. There's no change you make, no adjustment. You just, oh, I guess they just have our signs. That right, seems yeah. a little crazy to me. Yeah, you know, the whole thing is uh, – the reason I've waited so long to talk about this is because I'm still waiting on 
you know, they heard that they possibly hacked into Ohio State last year, I believe it was. And if that's the case, then I think it's extremely serious. And I believe they were talking about possibly FBI getting involved. So, you know, still a lot more to come out. I mean, at this point, you said you think he's coached his last game, so you're going to probably get an NFL job. Is that what you're thinking? I would assume he'll go to the NFL, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I appreciate your takes on that. Um, hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm glad it happened when it did because, you know, the Buckeyes are going to need – it's going to be a tough one regardless, but if they knew what we were running, we were in some serious trouble possibly this year. Uh, moving on to the Cleveland Browns. So the other day um, we find out that Deshaun Watson, <laughs> he's out for the season. Boy, you can't make it up if you're a Browns fan. What what the heck do you think the Browns should do? I mean, right now the options are, do you stick with P.J. Walker? You know, DTR, we've seen that once this year. You go out and get somebody. What do you think? I mean, great defense. I mean, you can't just give up on the season. Yeah, I wouldn't think they give up, but what can, what can you do? I don't. I mean, the, the trade you, deadline has passed. The options out there that I've seen. Is Darnold out there? Uh, he's, he on, he's on the Niners. You have. Nick Foles, Joe Flacco, Trevor Simeon. Carson Wentz just signs with the Rams the other day. I would have said he might be at the top of the list. Um, now, okay, so you got the guys I just named, Foles, Flacco, Simeon. Or I, I've heard this before, and people are going to say it's nuts. You go, you got the Phillip Rivers, the Drew Brees, the Tom Brady. Are they even in shape? I have no idea. Um do you take a flyer on one of those? I mean, what what do you do? I mean, I, again, I don't even know if they're interested. Do you, do you reach out to guys like that first, or do you say, hey, because there's, you know, Foles, Flacco, Simeon, I think they want in the league still. They just didn't have a, a taker. What, what do you do? I think I heard RG3's a top 32 quarterback. Yeah, he right claimed now, he was. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, no, you know, I think you have one of the best defenses in the NFL. You're, you're coming due to having to pay some of these guys, and I, there's no way they're going to be able to keep all these guys together, especially with the Watson contract. My gut tells me that you would probably reach out to either somebody that's retired. You go, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, had a good run. Um, I'm not really interested in Trevor Simeon. I feel like you have yeah, him yeah, and one of those other two guys that's already on the roster. Uh, maybe they do make some phone calls, but they're in a really bad spot. I think it's the crazier part for me is that they found themselves with the, all the issues Watson's had, all the injuries he sustained. This shoulder thing's been going on for six weeks. You had six weeks or maybe even longer to address this, and you have found yourself where your options on the roster right now are Walker or Dorian Thompson Robinson. That's where you've allowed yourself to get to. It's, it's ridiculous. That's, to me, is the more ridiculous part that you didn't address this sooner, that you didn't just have a contingency for if he were to get hurt again. But look who else is in the situation, the Jets. They're in the same situation. And, you know, you had Aaron Rodgers, you got really unlucky. But then, you know, Josh Dobbs was out there for the take. And by the way, the Browns had him. Yeah. Now, I really thought DTR did a great job in the preseason. He's but still a young rookie. I mean, he, he, why did you have to get rid of the guy for nothing? And then they get rid of him. And then the Cardinals get rid of him. And he does, he's doing a great job for the Vikings through two weeks. And you're like, the Jets are, are in the same boat. Like, with the great defense, but they can't get anything done offensively. Zach Wilson's terrible. I feel like you're in the same spot now. And you've lost Chubb. 
you let yourself get into this spot after losing one of the best running backs in the NFL, there's no contingency plan. And you, every NFL GM, head coach, front office should have a plan for stuff like this. You just went through Especially this. Especially when you're that good on defense. You just went through this two years ago with Baker Mayfield, and you were able to plug Case Keenum in. Now, you know, not a great player. Started for at least a full season in Minnesota, serviceable backup. 18 months, 24 months later, Deshaun Watson goes down. You have no, no idea what you're going to do. You're going to roll with – they're going to roll with Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I don't know if you heard that. He's going to start on Sunday in Pittsburgh. Or I mean, against Pittsburgh in Cleveland. Like, that's your plan. You're going to run Dorian Thompson-Robinson out there. Okay. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I think he's going to be okay. You know, I, I like the kid. I liked what he did yeah. at UCLA. And I like what he did in the preseason. But at the end of the day, like, I just – you're going up against a really tough defense. With and, a banged-up offensive – I mean, you're going to start a third-string offensive lineman by all indications against T.J. Watt. And your plan is a rookie with very little experience because you didn't come up with something sooner. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a good idea. but And I want to—I think Andrew Barry's done a really nice job. I, I do. And I think that – I mean, this is a team – you and I were talking earlier. This is a team that was 1-31 at one point. Kevin Stefanski, 32-21. and 21. They've won a playoff game. They've drafted well for the most part. I like what Andrew Barry's done. They take chances. They spend money. It's really surprising that they found themselves in this spot. Yeah, you know, to, just to close the topic, what I think I would do is I would add one of those guys, whether it's or whoever you can get. I, I would personally, you know, people are going to say, oh, this is stupid. I, I would go after a Tom Brady, a, a Drew Brees, and, and say, come, come here and try and learn really, really fast. Brady's two years removed from winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, so Bay. why not just get, be a game manager and – you cannot be worse than what they're running out there now. And, and I think that's kind of a pipe dream at this point. So I'm bringing in a Foles or, or somebody who, even if they don't end up playing, to push the other guys a little bit and just see who is our best option, give this the rest of the team the best chance to win. I agree with you. Uh, before, um, one more sports topic real quick. I touched on the Jimbo Fisher situation the other day. Um, on the last show, what's your thoughts on Texas A&M? First of all, would you would you quit your job for seven, or would you uh, be okay if Ohio Edison said uh, you can't work here anymore? But here's seventy six mil on the way out. Would you be okay with that? Uh, yeah, I'd be fine <laughs> with that. Uh, more than fine with that. I'd be fine if they gave me a mill and showed me the door. <laughs> so right, you know, one seventy seventy second of what he got, um, that'd be fine with me. So. Um, you know, the, these programs really make me laugh. You play in a conference with Georgia and Alabama, and there's a college football playoff with teams like or- this Oregon team you're looking at, the Buckeyes, Michigan. What did they think was going to happen? when they? You know, it really it rubbed me the wrong way. I thought it was hilarious. I don't know if you remember when, when he got hired. They gave him a plaque, and it had – national champion on it and they go we'll let you fill in the year oh my god <laughs> if you're that co- if you're jimbo fisher in that moment you go what do, what are we doing what are you guys doing to me right now right just to give me a plaque at the press conference announcing i'm the head football coach at texas a&m that says national champion oh we'll let you fill in the year and the and, you know are, are we being serious and the bigger question you and i say this all the time and I, you know how much i hate agreeing with you and giving you any credit <laughs> who are they gonna get that's what, yeah. Now, if you run Urban Meyer in there, 
you if you tell me you you locked up Urban Meyer or whatever, then okay. But who are you going to get to replace this guy? And, and that's exactly what I said on the last show. I, I, fine if you if you have somebody that you think's better. That's a lot of money to pay out, but if, if the boosters are willing to do it, so be it. I just don't know who you bring in there. Do they really change the culture that much? Is it that bad over there? After like this weekend, they have a cupcake. They're going to be seven and four. I know that's not exactly what they want, but what's a great year for Texas A&M? If you go ten and two, I think you got to be thrilled. I think these people, it's national championship or bust. So as a, a coach coming in there, I'm demanding that big of a contract for myself, knowing how nuts these people are, because if you know you're going into that job. Eight and four is not near good enough. I'm getting fired in a year and a half. Yeah. So I'm going to make sure I get the most amount of money I can. So I'm going to be doing a Thanksgiving show here coming up in a couple of days. But I got to ask you, you know, what, what do you look forward to most food-wise? Maybe one side or one food and, and maybe a dessert. Sure, I'm going to hear about this from John Wallace. But I'm a big corn casserole guy. Oh, okay. I really like corn casserole. Um, now, what's all in that? I'm going to be honest with you. I've made it one time. It was about <laughs> 10 years ago. It came out good. It's almost like cornbread, I would, I would say. And then there's got like some cream corn in it. I like that a lot. Um, turkey's fine, but um, corn, I really like corn casseroles aside. I'm not a big stuffing guy. It's okay. I'll eat it. Yeah. But I don't love it. Um, but, you know, I got to have pumpkin pie and you can hold the crust. Any, See, anybody that, with, that's intelligent knows you don't need pie crust. Th- this is like saying that pizza crust is the best part of the pizza. No, the part of the pizza with no cheese or sauce. That's or not even close it. to being the same thing. I don't need I, pie crust. No. I you, need the filling. It's the, the I'm crust perfect is, with just the pumpkin pie with a little whipped cream on top. But it has to be cool whip out of the cool whip out of the plastic container. I don't want any ready whip out of the carbonated can. No thank you. I, I'm well that stuff's okay, but I'm with you. The cool whip stuff out of the container is better. But I, I need a massive amount of Cool Whip on whatever I'm getting. Massive amount's fine. But what I don't understand is so you you're saying you're an idiot. Like, why? The crust is what makes the pie. How, I mean, how is that pie? The crust makes the pie. Yes. If you're giving me a cobbler where it's a, a different type of crust and it's got some sugar on it and it's mixed in, you're telling me that chocolate peanut butter pie, man. I love that crust. The yeah. chocolate, the peanut butter, all that stuff. That's, that's okay. Good but like, too. man, the, the crust just kills. The, it may, the crust helps make You're the insane. pie. Just like that's the insanity. Cr- but the crust helps a pizza too. Now, I'm not saying the part with you're just eating crust at the end on a pizza, but that does help make make or break a pizza. Crust. I want to sh- take this moment just to shout out Grandma Lineberry, who used to make me pumpkin pie cups with no crust in them. I yeah, just want to. That, that was. That's the only way to eat pumpkin pie. I don't need the crust. She I've won was this the, argument. She I don't was know the best cook the and, and chef out there. But and for she her, made pumpkin pie with no crust. For, I mean, it's for not, you, it's not because, a puzzle. Right, for you. Nobody else. Nobody else wanted the pie cups. They wanted the crust. Now I know a I've guy, seen you throw down some pie cups in the past. I think you're that being is, a little, no, no. I've thrown down your crust. You didn't eat. <laughs> I've never ate a pie cup because that's just disgusting. I can't believe you do that. So. Uh, I know the last time you were on here, you gave a best bet. Mine have been great. on the money. You're zero and one. Um, have you been on the money? Well, well, we'll get to me later, but I know you're <laughs> zero and one on the show. Uh, the Browns they did uh, they jammed you at the end against the Seahawks. But um, what do you like? You got like anything this coming weekend, or you got That's, anything you like? I I got an NBA one tonight. I like. I got a little. Uh, 
I love LeBron over one and a half threes made. Okay. I'm going to parlay that with uh, Beal assists. I think he goes for a few assists tonight, especially uh, if Booker plays. And then I like mixing that in. I think Kuzma goes over his points tonight. Okay. I might I might tease those points now. I might take Kuzma to score 20, Beal over assists, LeBron over threes made. So I'm looking at uh, two pending ones from the last show that haven't hit yet. I got – Oregon State minus one, a two-unit play against Washington. And then I got a one-unit play, Clemson minus six and a half. And then I'm going to add one more. It's going to be a half-unit play, uh, Miami, to beat uh, Louisville. Now, here's my thing. I was going to go a full unit, but then I heard that uh, Miami's they're trying to do like a buy one, get one free to get more people to come to this game. So that's not – looking great for the home field advantage always been really good fans in my yeah that's why i took it from uh one unit down to a half unit i still like them but when i saw that i go oh boy that's uh it's interesting not a good sign yeah miami historically not good fans you know and the that game six where the spurs looked like they they're were walking beat them. they're walking out of a finals game. yeah it's just some of the worst fans out Terrible. there but uh steve appreciate you being on the show uh Thanks for coming back. Hope you have a good Thanksgiving. And uh, Yeah, you too, man. That's going to be a pretty bad meal. Corn casserole and uh, pie with no um, crust. Sounds fantastic. I Sounds awful. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, thanks for being here. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And uh, have a great weekend. Best of luck on the sports bets. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you.